Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. One, two, one, two. Final episode of the year. GYGB podcast. I am your co-host, Roberto Flack, soon to be joined by my man, Cole Train. Uh, we, we have a fight to discuss that happened over the weekend. Uh, you know, we're just going to go through the motions, man. This has been uh, one of the most eventful years. I, I mean, I'm just going to go ahead and say it, man. This has been the best year for boxing of the 2010 decade. Again, because... We forget <laughs> 2000 to 2010 was one decade. 2010 is another decade. And I think while 2013 had a lot of stand-up fights, I mean, 2017, man, uh, without a doubt, is, in my opinion, the best year we've had in this decade as far as matchups that we got. And, you know, we're, we're, we're going to dive right into it, man. Um, but... <laughs> I, I want to wait for Coltrane to get on because, again, one of the things with the show that, you know, we're going to – we've been doing and we're going to lead into next year doing, you know, we're trying to broaden the horizons a bit. I mean, we are a boxing show, but, you know, we do discuss other things, other topics uh, that come at hand. You know what I'm saying? Uh, because, I mean, a lot of you are boxing fans, but, you know, you guys are into other things as well. Though we do – you know, the core of our group is – uh, consisted of hardcore boxing aficionados. But, you know, we're going to be discussing a particular movie that came out over the weekend that everybody's been speaking of, and we're going to give our thoughts on it uh, to kind of throw a little, uh, you know, a, a little switch up uh, into the whole, into our format, which really, uh, you know, this day and age, man, like we really don't have a format, man. I mean, we're really just shooting from the hip at this point. But, you know, over the weekend, we had the last notable fight of 2017 and it was at middleweight for the other remaining <laughs> uh sanctioning body middleweight title the wbo title uh, being that you know gennady golovkin holds uh the majority stock uh uh billy joe saunders has the wbo belt which uh would complete i mean it wouldn't be uh what you call it a quad a quatreca or, or like a trifecta uh four belts uh, you know, that's the one missing. And, you know, we, we saw Billy Joe Saunders this weekend uh, face David Lemieux. Interesting matchup on paper, right? You know, you have a former middleweight champion, a former IBF middleweight champion in David Lemieux, and getting his, it's like his third crack at the world title. Uh, beat, you know, he, he won that vacant IBF title uh, from, uh, and damn, knocked him out. You know, didn't fare well against Triple G when, you know, they unified. And then, you know, this was his third shot. And Billy Joe Saunders, man, a guy that I have to say I was never really too fond of. I've seen the guy fight several times. For what it's worth, based on the style matchup that he was in, he had the perfect game plan 
to beat David Lemieux, who I had picked to win. Uh, I just wasn't really overly impressed with Billy Joe Saunders in previous fights, but the game plan that he put through in this fight, right from the first and second round, I'm looking at him like, there's no way Lemieux is winning this fight. And and then, you know, as the fight progressed, you know, it was in my car was a shutout. Like, I, I don't think I gave David Lemieux one round. Uh, we, we, we got train on the line? I'm here, my dude. Was, was all fine. right, all right. <laughs> well, you know, we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk about you know that one particular <laughs> thing we're gonna talk about, boy. Right. Right, um, right, 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 right. One thing I wanted to touch on, kind of like you know, I guess you know we are boxing, so I want to touch on something real quick before we go into that topic. Right, right Then we, right. you know, we, we venture back, but yeah, no doubt. Um, interestingly enough, um, I, I I made a video, and for for any of you um, that don't already follow us on Facebook. Uh, follow us at facebook.com slash G-Y-G boxing. Uh, I, I periodically put up videos, uh, you know, through the day, every other day, just certain topics in the sport right now. Okay. So we saw uh, Billy Joe Saunders pretty much humiliate uh, David Lemieux. Right. And what a lot of us believed, and, and it was almost kind of being told to us indirectly was David Lemieux seemed like a pretty good plan B for Canelo Alvarez if he came out the victor. But as we saw <laughs> how the fight played out and us understanding style matchups and things, uh, certain style matchups that certain fighters will be more prone not to taking, I made a video basically stating that what we saw Saturday night pretty much guaranteed us Canelo Triple G two in May, <laughs> because uh, one thing that we I've learned we've learned about let's just start with Canelo Alvarez. He's a fighter that does not like movers at all, and what Billy Joe Saunders showed in that fight was while he's not a big puncher, he's the kind of guy that can make it very frustrating for you to like sit there and get shots off, you know. And I think we, we got ROD on the line. We got the trifecta. Yo, yo. All right. ROD. <laughs> I call yo, my we brother had, we had the whole crew for the like final one. show, man. <laughs> I finally made it, man. Woo. Tang. Woo. Tang. They were just out here, too. The river. The So, to me, let's just say, man, um, you know, what we saw this past Saturday night, I think, kind of solidify we're getting Canelo Triple G too because I don't think particularly for Canelo but I think even for Triple G too I don't think Billy Joe Saunders is the kind of guy even if you think they'll beat him that you'll want to fight before fighting the fight that really should happen anyway so my question to you guys is if if he can't if he's not going to get one of these guys man I mean I'm throwing people in there like Danny Jacobs. Um, I mean, even Andrade, I'd like to see him in the ring with. Or even our man down in Houston, Texas, <laughs> Jamal Charlo, uh, who realistically wouldn't have any issues as far as there being network issues because Billy Joe is not signing HBO or, or Showtime. So I'm wondering if they're even approaching the Billy Joe Saunders team to try to get that fight. But, like, who's, like, a guy that you'd want to see 
uh, Billy Joe Saunders in with, like, following Saturday night? I mean, I, you go, I don't go ahead, right now. Yeah, no, nah, you know I'm so crazy, man. Like, I always got to start off with something, but you just, I can't. I'm serious, man. Like, I don't know who he is as of yet. Like, I'm, I'm kind of like, well, let's, let me ask you a question first. So, obviously, you know, Andrade, I guess, called him out, and then Danny Jacob has said, "Hey, wait in line." Like, I'm first. Um, I think I saw that banner ain't going on. So obviously, those two would be great. You know, like you said, we're division loaded. The one thing I'm really trying to understand, though, was like, who is this guy? Like, you know, we talk about this loaded, you know, division. And I don't know if I really get got a grasp of who he is. You know, I mean, again, I saw his last two fights, and, you know, I mean, he looked pretty decent. You know, and I really, you know, but he just, like, just like comic relief. Remember what his son did at the weigh-in and all that stuff? It was just weird, man. It's just weird. Son punched somebody in the nuts at the weigh-in and, you know. Oh, you remember that? <laughs> you remember that? <laughs> it's like, it's just weird, man. Like, just weird, strange stuff, man. Like, sideshow, like, Bob stuff, man. Like, like, <laughs> type stuff, man. Clown stuff. I forgot yeah, about that. Yeah, man. And, and so now it's like, I'm trying to rookie. I think I need one more fight to really see who he is because the only thing that resonates with me when I see him is his son and his mouth. Like, yeah, okay, you did that against Dave. You did you did it against Lemieux, but everything about it, look what Triple G did to him. Look at what, like, you know, other right, people right. did to him. You know, it wasn't like he was really some, like, contender, man. And now you calling out Charlo and Triple Come on, man. Like, I need to find out who you are first, so. I'm gonna leave, I'm gonna reserve my I, opinion. I'm gonna reserve my opinion. I'd like to see him and Danny Jacobs. Like, and, and if they're gonna make this Canelo Triple G two fight, that's a good undercard fight. Like some somebody of merit, like that 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 would be like a good challenge. Because I mean that's beyond him of you. I, I mean that that's that that's a step up, a, a level up in comp. I'm trying to think who he fought. Like he, I think he fought. See, my thing with Billy Joe Saunders going into this fight was, like, I seen him in the, against Andy Lee, shaky victory. The Eubank Jr., shaky victory. Uh, the Willie Monroe fight, the one before this, shaky victory, right? It didn't look that good. And then with Lemieux, I'm like, all right, well, we, we've seen him, right? like, Triple G dominated him, like, okay. And then he's had knockouts against this guy and that guy. But it was like... Going to this fight, I'm like, all right, well, I'm not, I wasn't really sold on Billy Joe Saunders, like, really much of anything. But coming off of this fight, I'm like, all right, well, if this is going to be his approach, and this is why, this was my point with Canelo and Triple G, was neither one of those guys, regardless if you think, like, either one would, you know, beat him anyway, right? I don't think any of those guys want to fight, like, that type of style that is going to be, you know, somebody who's going to be more on the move than somebody who's going to be there. I mean, that was, like, my, my point. Like, but all those names I mentioned, with that being said, <laughs> it's like I would favor Jacobs. I would favor Charlo. Andrade, he's another one. Like, like kind of, I guess, like, with, with URD, with, with Saunders, I don't know what I have with Andrade yet. Like, I, I really don't know. Based on what I saw in his last fight on HBO. So... 
I mean, it's kind of like with him, and I don't know. I don't know if they're going to jump ahead to try to get in a tougher fight or they're just kind of kind of like cruise and, and be like like our man up at light heavyweight calling everybody up but never fights them. <laughs> you know, I'll let you figure that out, Who you know, who I'm talking about. But, yeah, I mean, which if you really think about it, that's kind of what he's doing if he's not trying to land those fights in particular, right? Diane, y'all want to jump in? Yeah, I, you know, I agree. I agree with everything you said wholeheartedly, you know what I mean? And the thing about it is, man, like what I'm kind of upset about is we in a, uh, in a, like, there's a quagmire kind of going on with, you know, the Charlo twins, obviously, and we still really don't know what's going on with Canal and Triple G. We're assuming that the fight's going to be made in May, but if it's not, then what? You know, like... Canal fights a guy like Billy Joe Saunders and, you know, once again, avoiding, you know, the uh, sharks in the ocean and yeah. <laughs> you don't want to go fight a guppy, so to speak. You know what I mean? Like, so that's my fear. That's that's the one thing we got to be careful with here is that Canal has an out here if he wants to take it, if the Triple G fight doesn't happen. Now, Triple G, I don't know what he does at that point. So I'm hoping that that fight takes place and maybe like a Charlo because I saw Danny Jacobs today, you know, calling Billy Joe Saunders out because, let's face it, he's looking at that as that's a, a, a easy payday for him. You know, yeah. I don't think he's fighting Jacobs, though. Uh, Saunders. No. I don't think that's going to happen. I'm thinking he's going to take an easy fight and 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 then, like, kind of, like, throw, throw rocks from his end, like, just be like, hey, you know, I'll fight you guys, but I'm going to fight this guy first. And, you know, but, but I, like, we were talking today, man, like, I think – that's a really straight straight away from the topic, but I mean, I think between Canelo and Triple G, man, like I I think I think that's a that's a three fight uh, a three fight ordeal, you know. When you talk about like the division, the way it looks, man, it's just I think you know we're gonna I I think we're getting a fight in May, and I think from that we have to see how everything plays out, man. But I mean, it's just. Either guy winning that fight in May, like you're, 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 it's like okay, you can stay in the water again, r- you wrestle around with that shark or you know that man of war, or you could te- teeter totter over and look over, you know, across the wall and look down in the ocean and look at some of the names you mentioned. So that's why I think we're gonna get three fights out of them, man. I don't think either guy is gonna fight those guys before they fight Triple G or Canelo again. You know what I mean? So. I feel like those guys have to fight amongst themselves and it's going to be kind of that whole round robin ordeal where somebody, whoever c- comes out of the mist is going to fight one of those two. However long that takes, I guess is like yet to be seen, but let, let, let's, let's jump right into matters at hand, man. Because again, I, I, I opened up the show saying, you know, we, you know, in the, in the last several months, man, you know, we've been broadening our horizons with the show, you know, touching on different topics. You know, we're, we're you know, we, we are a very uh, diverse uh, group of individuals, man, when it concerns, like, just things we're into. <laughs> literally and figuratively. <laughs> literally and figuratively. Like, absolutely. So, uh, I, I, it's no secret that the, the talk of the movie world in the last week has been the last Jedi, Star Wars: The Last Jedi. All of us here on this call are admitted Star Wars geeks. 
We have no problem telling anybody that. <laughs> um, so we all got a chance to see the movie. I, me and Train saw it Thursday. I mean, separately. We saw it Thursday night. R.O.D. saw it Saturday afternoon, right? Saturday morning. R.O.D. I dragged my wife. I Saturday morning. morning. I okay, my yeah. Wife with me. <laughs> so we all saw it, man. So I guess. I'm gonna tell you why. I have the worst. I have the worst like local friends, man. Like, like train. He takes train. Roberto. Like this is Roberto should have flew in. Probably should have came and saw it. Train got play dates hooked up with his like daughter friends, tennis friends. Sleep, <laughs> I had sleep to go. Sleep doesn't want to go. He's like, sir, what's he doing? I'm gonna go see it with my wife later on. Mike has seen it with 2.0. Uh, and, and, and Doc is in Florida, and Doc is in Orlando, man. Doc is like, there. Doc is what about a five? How long is Florida? Florida, Orlando. He's like, he's like three hours. He's, he's like three hours from me, north. He's three hours. What's that north of you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man. It's just weird, man. So I drag my wife now. You know, my wife. She, you know, this is probably right up her alley a little because you know she likes Twilight and. Hunger Games, yeah. So, you know, this was kind of like, you know, one of the scenes is probably right up her alley. But I'm going to leave that one alone when we talk. So, but, yeah, I, t- I was, yeah, I saw it. To your question, Roberto, I saw it uh, Friday, um, I mean, Saturday morning. Right, right. So, we, um, you know, I I refrain from, like, reading spoilers or anything like that, though all of us kind of read through the year little hints and clues and things that might happen. Um, oh, let, me, let, me open the, let me open the floor with Train, man, because I think all of us, I think all of us kind of have the same viewpoint of the movie. I think maybe, I mean, I don't know. I think we all collectively like the same things, but I'll, be, I'll put, you know, the floor is yours, man. I mean, give me your thoughts on this movie. All right. So, I get, before we even get into it, are we past the stature of limitation of spoiler alerts? Are we past that? Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> I didn't know the rules with that. So, I just wanted to make sure that I didn't want to spoil it for no one. But, all right. So, like like Roberto said, we've been – we're all diehard Star Wars fans. We share a lot of the same interests. I'm outside of boxing when it comes to cinema and music, you know, so that's what makes, you know, this thing works, you know, that we all share a lot of the same common interests. And one particular interest that we share is Star Wars. Like, we're, we all grew up, we're all around the same age, give or, give or take a year here, but we all grew up loving Star Wars, the series, you know, um, you know, um, big, big, uh, Return of the Jedi and Empire Strike Back fans, I think collectively we all agree that those are the two best Star Wars. Um, so when the prequel comes out, you know, I was I, I'm a, I liked them a lot better than a lot of other people did. Like I wasn't all crazy about them, but it gave me uh, a sense of awareness and a frame of reference. And you know, and, and some of the characters were developed or redeveloped, or you know, I should say reintroduced. So we can have an understanding about, oh, oh, that's why that happened. Okay, that's why he became that way. So from that respect, you know, I, I, I like the uh, prequels. The reboot of the series, the, 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 the new installment, 
you know, I, feel, I remember the day when you, it's funny, it's like Roberto's always breaking news, whether it's boxing, you know, or stuff about cinema. And, you know, he's always coming into the chat like, yo, Disney just bored out Star Wars, and, you know, they're going to do this new installment and all this. It's crazy. I remember it like it was yesterday. And when he told me this, the first thing that came to my mind was, okay, that's cool. I'm happy that they bring in my childhood, you know, uh, interest back. But the one thing that kept sticking in the back of my mind is Disney. You know, the word Disney. And anybody that knows anything about Disney knows that Disney's extremely safe and they're very family-oriented, you know. And that was the one concern I had about it. You know, because Star Wars, even though it's it's sci-fi, it's not rated R, but it's, 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 it's you know, some of the scenes were, were, were hard PG-13. Darth Vader was really violent and mean. And, you know, some, some dark things happened in there. You know, um, they toyed around with some incest. Like, it was a lot going on in the movie that, that, that's not really suitable for chill, little kids. So when Disney gets involved, that was my one concern. So the first one comes out, and I'm, like, not completely blown away by it. I'm happy. I'm kind of caught in the moment. So I'm like, okay, this was more of like a setup episode for the for for uh for episode eight, episode seven. It was a setup for episode eight. So like we run out like being the the nuts and, and like me and Roberto want to see it because that's what Rada was joking about. Like I had to see it on opening night because I couldn't wait for spoilers. So you right, know we wanted yeah. to see it the opening. Like I've seen all of them on opening night. You know, obviously I was too young to see the original Star Wars, but I saw Return of the Jedi. Yeah, that was the only one that I saw in the theater. You know what I mean? You remember, remember I saw yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's the only one I have a calculation of remember going. But anyhow, my expectations going into this movie was to get some questions answered. And everybody knew the big question. I'm going to just jump right to it. Who's Ray's parent? That was, my, that was my biggest. Every fan that's out there, true blue Star Wars fans, wanted to know who's Ray and where did she come from? Morris. More so than Kylo Ren, for me personally, I needed to know about her because she's the Jedi. She's going to be the Jedi Master, and that's who controlled the series. You know, um, that and the villain as well. Okay, so as we're watching Episode 8, you know, one of the most disappointing things about the movie was, and I'm going to let you guys jump because I want to just kind of have an open dialogue about this. The movie felt rushed. You know, it felt rushed. There was a lot of scenes. They went from one scene to the next scene to the next scene. There was a lot of filler time in there rather than stuff that actually made sense and connected to something. You know, Roberto and I, after the movie start, after the you know, after we watched it, we talked about how Luke, we got some sense of where he trained at. We watched him, you know, take his ship out of the water and use the force when he went to go see Master Yoda in his private island. You know, like we got some sense of where, where he got his skills and his power from. We watched it. We watched Luke develop. We were attached to his character. We went through emotions with Luke, as we thought he tore, as, as he was, uh, you know, uh, thinking about going to the dark side. We watched him be conflicted with Ray. I don't know who she is. I have no connect, and I don't mean that as like I don't know where she comes from. I don't know about her character enough. Like this is we're going into the third installment of this reboot, and I don't know nothing about this person. I, she could die tomorrow in the movie, of course, I'm speaking, and I will have no emotional attachment to her because they really didn't give you a lot of depth and layer to her character. And it's like she just showed up being this master Jedi, and we found out in the movie 
you know, there's a scene that takes place where, you know, where Kyle Ren tells her that your parents were nobody. They were junk dealers, basically. You know, we'll get into if that's real or not or what have you. And then there's the biggest one, and that's General, General, uh, Snoke, General Snoke. You know, we were told that this Snoke guy was the most powerful. He had the most powerful force in the entire galaxy, pretty much. Like, he could do pretty much anything. And he was supposed to be an intelligent guy. Kylo Ren is supposed to be the heir apparent to Darth Vader. And yet they throw in, speaking of the word conflicting, they did add a conflicting part of the story to his story. But we all knew that he wasn't going to change to be good because he was already the last. There's no other villain beside him because he kills Snoke. He ends up killing Snoke. But it happened so like, oh, by the way, just it was like almost like get out the way so we can now move on to Kylo Ren's character. And I'm like, you don't kill a villain that you built up to be that good that easy. You know, when Palpatine got killed, there was a process. They didn't just kill him off easily. There was a lot of emotions going on. You got the father, you know, speaking of conflicted, you know, Darth Vader, like, oh, then this is my son. And, you know, like, I, I, I get it now, and I, I'm going to go out, you know, on a good note. That's cool, you know what I mean? Because we, we, we watched it evolve. It didn't just start off with, let's make, you know, let's play around with Darth Vader emotion. That means he was mean. Like, he was, he was extremely mean. And it's scary. Kylo Ren, the villain, it's not really frightening. Um, they, they're trying to turn him into some kind of, like, like, you know, sex symbol. It was a scene. He takes his shirt off. And he's bulked up. Like, yeah. you know, when you, do, when you do stuff like that, you know what I mean? Like, when you do stuff like that, you're sending a conflicting message. Now you're saying, okay, he's a villain, but we want him to be likable. So for me personally, the reason why I love great movies like like Die Hard, I like Die Hard because Hans was a bad MOFO. Like he just didn't care. Like I, you got to give me a great villain. Walking Dead, we all I'm officially part of the Walking Dead crew. You know, he yeah. is, is, is a, he's a bad dude, and he he's funny, but he's don't get it twisted. He's mean though. It, it, there's nothing, and it, they're starting to like somewhat play with his character a little bit, Negan. But we already seen the evil in him. So, okay, if you want to make it conflicting now, and that's cool. What they did with Kylo Ren, and, and this is to Rada Dodd's point, they're making, they, made, they made Star Wars a regular, like, feel-friendly type of movie. You don't have to be a fan like Roberto, Rada Dodd, and myself. You can just go and see Star Wars with no attachment. You don't need to know about Jedis and all that. Anybody can be a Jedi, little children, girls, whoever. Bring the kids, bring the family. They took something really deep-rooted and made it very shallow, pretty much. The movie, there was a lot of scenes that just didn't make no sense. Finn, the character Finn, is the most meaningless character in the history of Star Wars. He brings literally nothing to the table. Then there's this guy, Poe. What is his? There's too much going on. It's like all these different characters, but they don't give you nothing. I don't have no, I don't, I'm not attached to one character on there other than the guy that I grew up watching. And that was Luke. But I, I enjoyed it. It was enjoyable. It was more so an enjoyable event than it's like, yo, I can't wait to see episode nine. Like, my feelings has changed from from two weeks ago. Yeah, it's uh, – yeah, I agree with a lot of what you said, man. Um I mean, let, let me let me say, I guess, to in contrast, like what I did like about the movie. Um, yeah. Okay. So we can talk about the pros. <laughs> yeah. 
Now, I'll say the opening battle scene was ill. Like, that opening scene was kind of, to me, it was kind of crazy. I was like, wow, okay. Now, there are some things in there. <laughs> now, one thing with me, I don't know if I've ever told you guys, but, like, I'm really big into, um, you know, uh, space exploration and, and um, just learning about, you know, you know, space as far as, you know, no gravity, you know, no oxygen, no nothing. So when you know those little details, right, and they're just kind of embedded in your head, the part when, when, the, when the bomber is going over, right, when they drop those bombs, those bombs ain't supposed to drop like that, man. <laughs> they're floating, dude. <laughs> like, they ain't dropping, period. No matter, no matter if they weigh a, a, a million pounds, that thing's staying there, man. And, I, and, and it's like, it's things, I guess, again, for me, that I picked up on, like, right away. The whole other scene was ill, you know. Um, on top of that, uh, you know, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to pinpoint, like, certain points. All right, like, now, one thing that I, I, I'll, I'll kind of say that I'm A about, and I, don't, I still don't know how I feel about it, is the whole Leia scene, okay? And... Now, all of us in the movies, right, and it's funny, my man called me because he had seen it with his kids, and he goes, yo, man, and shout out to my man, KNS. Uh, he goes, yo, when did Leia ever have powers? <laughs> and I'm like, yo, that's Luke's sister. <laughs> I'm like, that's Luke's sister. He goes, yeah, but she wasn't doing all that, right? <laughs> I'm like, nah, I'm like, this is the first time we see it. He goes, oh. Okay, <laughs> so, so you know, that whole scene, right, I mean, I think when it initially happened, I was like, oh, wow, okay, so this is what, I'm thinking in my head, oh, wow, this is how they killed her off anyway, so when they show her floating, I'm like, and it hit me right away, I'm like, don't even tell me they're gonna, she's gonna, like, just pop up, and then they, she kind of Mary popping her way back to the, you know, to, to, to the ship, and then she yeah, thinks, and then, hilarious. you know. You know, so I'm like, oh, wow, okay. Now, all of us knew she had force powers. She just never showed them, but she had, um, from when we found out that she was, you know, this guy, you know, Luke's sister. So we already knew the fact that she, she can sense him when he was in Cloud City, ready to fall, you know, off of Cloud City after he, you know, you know, when, you know, when he fell through the, you know, the chambers and everything. So at that point, you know she has force powers, like, because she can hear him. But the way they went about it, it just, I don't know, man, like, it felt kind of cheap. And again, I'm going to see it again. And just to get a good, you know, observation of, like, little key scenes. Um, one, of the, one of the things that I, I think, well, let me, let me say, like, I guess, like, the positive side. Um, the ending... I think it, it, it's a two-way street for me because when when Luke popped up, right, and, and, you know, at that point you're thinking like, oh, wow, you know, he, he went to, you know, the local barbershop, got a quick cut, you know, got a trim up, you know, got his, dyed his hair a little bit, showed up with the black suit, and then I'm like, okay, so he's, you know, here's Luke, you know. 
at least at that moment when when you thought he was going to come out, I, I, I kind of geeked out. And I was like, wow, he's really going to go and fight Kyle Ren. So then when that whole ordeal happens, and then you see kind of like, you know, the fact that, you know, he projected himself and, 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 and you know, and it was it was just them kind of or him kind of like letting the 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 rebels get away. In a way, they kind of copied from the original Star Wars, which is what Obi Wan did to you know <laughs> when he was fighting Darth Vader. So um, that scene was cool. It's just like I guess the way it, the way it played out, I was like, oh, that and that's exactly. My re- that was like my exact reaction when they show you him like levitating and he was projecting him. I was like, oh, so that's what you're gonna do? And then when he just you know, all obviously became one with the force, I understood the whole symbolism of the sun, and I'm like, okay, wasn't even mad at that. Like I- I'll be honest with you, like I, I maybe would have had him. Uh, going episode nine, I don't know about episode eight, but one of the things that I think all of us can agree, and I think it's been a constant with everybody. And then ROD, I'll throw it to you, and so you, you can get your opinion. You know, you get your opinion off the whole casino scene and that time, that whole you know time period when they were there. They really could have done without that, but the problem was. The way they wrote the movie, they had to do it because otherwise they wouldn't have found the guy, what, to to ha- unhack the lock that at the very end of the day, they didn't need, they didn't need him anyway, you know? So, I, I, yeah, I, that, I, they could have done without that. But ROD, man, like, uh, you were the last of us to see it. So, just give, give us your quick opinion on, like, I guess things, you know, you, that, that stood out to you, whether you, you know, that you liked or, or you know, you didn't like. So, I've been doing Star Wars for for years, and, you know, it was kind of my introduction to Star Wars was kind of different from everybody's because I saw Empire Strikes Back first, then saw, and this is when I was younger, then saw, you know, the first Star Wars, then saw Return of the Jedi um, in that order. But the crazy part about it was... Um, had every action figure, you know, I still want the Millennium Falcon, so if anybody could find it, let me know. Um, had the X-Wing fighter jet, had all the stormtroopers. My Luke Skywalker from Return of the Jedi melted on near a radiator. So crazy. Um, him and Snake Eyes melted <laughs> near a radiator. But anyway, the point, the the movie, the parts of the movie I liked, you know, obviously, with anything that deals with Star Wars in terms of it being a franchise, I'm going to go see because, you know, we're diehards. So, you know, we stopped the world. We put it on pause. Like I told you guys before, I, I dragged my wife. We go see it. The bad part about it is is that for the similar to boxing, for the casual fan, it was, to me, it was, it was a great movie. Um. For the diehard purists, it kind of left a lot of questions to be, you know, answered. You know, we know one, like Train said, it just wasn't believable to me that, that Ray is just this, like, astute Jedi. Um, right. Kylo, you know, Kylo Ren, 
you know, to me, man, is like one of the worst antagonists that Star Wars ever had. Like, I used to think that General Grievous was, you know, because of his voice and the fact he was a robot and he just, no one really took him seriously. Then he showed you he had, like, all those you think, favors. You, you think he's worse than General Grievous? Yeah, man. Like, I, <laughs> like, like General Grievous, man, to me, was like, yeah. I thought he was a court. I thought he was a cornball until, like, he took out, he had all those arms, and he had, like, all those lightsabers, and I was like, oh, snap. And he started twirling them around. Yo, he gave Luke and, he gave, he gave Obi-Wan and um, Anakin some work. Yo, I forgot about that. This is General Grievous. Yeah, but the <laughs> thing about it is, the thing about it is that when you look at it, when you look at it, the thing about it is, is that um, I look at Anakin, man, and he's, like, can tell, man, it's like almost like a Dear Abby type of, like, situation. Like, he's, like, trying to communicate with, like, Ray for help. You know, they're having, like, this back and forth, and it's like, yo, man, like, what's what's going on? Y'all gonna fight? Y'all gonna make love? Like, what y'all gonna do? Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh, wait, like, go back to that last part about the love part. I'm sorry? No, what you said, the last part, are y'all gonna make love? Like, that right there, like, that that's teenagers, like a teenage crowd that they're exactly, man. that. Exactly. Like this, is, this, this uncharted territory that they went there, but go ahead. Yeah, and for me, man, unfortunately, man, like, I know it just, I was just telling my wife, and I'm going to just say it, and I know the Garger Girls are um, a family show, but they made, to me, they forced this, my wife is cringing right now, they forced this agenda to be, like, HR friendly to us. You know, like, you know, it was sort of like, okay, just so many different pieces and a melting pot, and they just forced it and forced it and forced it. And just, I think they lost sight of, you know, what Star Wars is really about. Like, it was just more to me put on those pieces than what those pieces really meant. And it's a shame, man, because I don't have a problem with it, but it was sort of like, all right, like, at the end of the day, well, what are their roles? Okay, so you have this female Jedi, and she's great, and she's supposed to be, like, you know, this crazy piece, and Luke is telling me, telling us that he's never seen this type of power before. Okay, well, what are we going to do with it? You know, Luke kind of, like, shunned her away. Now, all of a sudden, she's, like, her training consists of, like, you know, taking a lightsaber and, and you know, slicing a rock. And then I'm going to tell you what else is corny. Even though they were using sticks and he was fighting, I, I mean, Ray can't beat Luke. Like you and I know that. Like how is she? I don't care if it's how is she like taking a stick and beating Luke and throwing like a tantrum. Like that doesn't happen. Mister Mi- Danielson was never able to beat Miyagi. So how is that happening? That's another thing. So it's all like Daniel son. <laughs> yeah, and then the other thing is that you know we missed that training. So I'm telling you everything I dislike. So we missed the training. So now she does kind of like what Luke did in Empire Strikes Back. She goes to, like, the quote-unquote Death Star or whatever and, you know, tries to confront the boss or how Luke did when he was looking for Vader. But Luke had a little bit of training. This chick, I don't know, she must have took, like, the cliff and was, like, ready on the way there. She read it on the way there. She got educated. Now she, boom, she's ready, you know. And now it's like, it's almost like, you know what it is, train, I'm going to tell you this. It's like, you know, the cats that go to school, you know, you got the cats that go to school, 
and they know how to do taxes, and then it's the cats that use the program, and they're like, you know what, I, I know how to use the program to do your taxes. Turbo tax, just, right, yeah, right. Yeah, right, no, right, I use right. turbo tax, man, so we good, you know what I mean? Um, but that's what she did. She used the turbo tax of, like, uh, of, of Jedi training. But what's so crazy was the guy, she, you know, the guy that's bringing her there, Kylo Ren, he on some turbo tax tip, too. And now, all of a sudden, he breathes. Like, Snoke? Like, how does that happen? Like, you know, when we first saw Snoke, we were like, crap. I remember Roberto was telling us, this guy's going to be eight feet. He's tall. He's like the worst Jedi. He's menacing. He's mean. The worst antagonist we've seen. And all of a sudden, man, you know, he's telling us how weak Kylo Ren is, how much of a joke he is, and how he can read his thoughts and how he was communicating right. with and all of a sudden, right. a lightsaber kills bull? Like, major, major plot right there. <laughs> no, you're right. And you just, listen, that's why I like these conversations. You just said, I mean, they said, not you. you only paraphrasing what you heard. They just told us that he can read his thoughts, and then he slices him in half with a lightsaber. I was like, like it's, it, was, it, was just a, it was just a lot of plot holes, and a lot of things were just being wrong. Yeah, it was forced down. Yeah. A lot of stuff was forced down our throat. So, for me, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll finish it out. But for me, man, so that was, and that's just me being nitpicky because remember, when I think of Star Wars, when I think of a villain, I'm telling you, when I saw freaking Darth Vader, and let me tell you this, if you go to IGN's list of villains, the number one villain ever, menacing villain, is the Joker. Heath Ledger, God bless, God bless his soul. The second one is Darth Vader. On that list, it just lets you guys know out of 60, you have um, Count Doku, no order. You have Darth Maul. The Emperor's in the top ten. So Palatine's in the top ten. So these guys, man, are menacing people. I remember when I had Darth Vader, I was petrified of Darth Vader. It was like a love-hate relationship. Like, okay, you know what? Like, I don't really, like, I don't but I don't like this. I don't like when he plays music. For a minute, I'm going to tell you a quick story about me. For a minute, I didn't like James Earl Jones. Now, if anybody knows uh-huh. the James Earl Jones that, part, right. yeah, he was the one no, with Darth Vader. No, I was going to say, it's funny you said that. Like, I told my, my man, I was scared of Darth Vader. I'm going to be honest with you. When I was, was young, like, he scared me. Like, I, and, and I didn't like him, and they didn't make me sympathize. They didn't force me to want to like him either until the Return of the Jedi, and then you felt bad for him at the end, but we didn't like that character. We didn't like, and I'm going to tell you something else, too. Do you realize to this day, now you're going to laugh, I won't choose anything red because of Darth Vader. Like, if you say, if you say, okay, do you want a red Skittle? Nah, man, give me green or blue. You know what I'm saying? Do you, do you, it's all because of the lightsabers. Like, I hate Darth Vader. Like, everything he stood for. Like, you know, let my me, brother, me, my brother would have his right. character. When he would leave, I threw him across the room. Like, so for me, for me, Kylo Ren doesn't do that to me. Kylo Ren is like, you said I, I I go in the supermarket. I'm in the I'm in the aisle and I'm like, oh, this is Seventeen magazine. He go bull in the front with a shirt off, you know, like, you know, he's some hot throb. He's he's like, he's like what Justin Bieber was when he was singing Baby when he first came out. It was like nobody can take you seriously, man. So for me, I just don't know where they can go from that because he's already he was he was a joke in the beginning, you know, when he when we found out that he was you know, uh. Han Solo and Princess Leia's son, like the first one, but he's a he's a, even more of a joke now. And it was funny he was a joke when Ray when, when Ray beat him in the first one. 
Right. Remember I told you guys? Yeah, you're right. I said, yo, you're right about I said that. To you, yeah. I said, yo, how is this guy even believable, man? Only thing, only thing that makes him look good is that he has, you know, he's an Oakland Raider. He, you know, the, the uniform looked great, but they like a bunch of wussies. You know what I mean? They can't play. I mean, so, I understand. I understand to a certain degree what they're trying to do. They're almost trying to make them these people be more. They took a different approach. They're making them more human-like. So you can kind of watch them evolve into whatever it is they're going to evolve in. The problem is what they're trying to run into is they're trying to wrap everything up in one episode. Well, one movie, but, you know, one episode. And that's a very difficult thing to do because then you're rushing storylines. And like you said, from the very beginning, first of all, he got a, his lightsaber is, is crazy. That John is like, he got the, got the cross. It, it almost looked like an Excalibur sword but uh, as a lightsaber. So the sword is, like, it's useless pretty much. You know what I'm saying? And uh-huh. with the problem, the main problem, let me just ask you guys this. They they, they basically took something and pretty, they, they simplified a movie is what I think. They simplified it to cater, like you said, about it, God, we know this in boxing people, to cater to casual fans because that, that movie was very casual friendly where people don't question things. Like, I'm going to be honest, had they had Kyle Ren blow up Leia, his mother, because I thought it was going to happen. I'm like, okay, they can go there. But then they went, they went PC. They went friendly. Like, that would, that would have been hardcore had he did that. Or, like, honestly, the plot twist could have been when he was fighting, maybe he went good, you know what I'm saying? And, and you know, they kind of somehow found a way you know, to, to to get out of there, man, or, or Ray turns bad and he turns good. That would have been the plot. So, but let me be, have right. fair balance because Roberto asked what did I like about it. So what okay. I liked about it for it was, I mean, and, and also, Roberto, I didn't care for that little, like, you know, you know, fake Vegas thing either. I didn't care for that either, you know. Everybody yeah, like, that was a animals are like animals are like they're from the never ending story and all that other crap thing. Like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shout out to the Chronicles of Narnia. I thought I was like <laughs> yeah. yeah, shout out to a trade. You know what I mean? So like I couldn't I couldn't deal with that. But I'm gonna tell you something. The one thing I did like, man, I just like the fact that, you know, a lot of this stuff um just brings back, you know, my childhood, and you can kind of, like, look at different characters of all, like, we seen Luke when he was a young boy, and now it's like, he's like the master. What I thought, was, what I liked about it, too, was, although some people may thought it was corny, I like how Yoda, man, just kind of came back and was kind of like schooling Luke, schooling Luke, like yeah, he always smack does. Smack him around. Smack him around <laughs> a little bit. Cracking um, jokes. <laughs> yeah. I like the fact that we're starting to, like, how the forces evolve, and like, okay, Forget the Princess Leia thing. Like, I thought that Mary Poppins thing, like you said, I was like, what is <laughs> that was funny as I don't know. Who said that Mary Poppins? That's just, yeah. that was, that was, I think that was Roberto said that. But, you know, the one thing yeah. I did, that I did like. Hey, that's a Disney movie, how by the way. How, how <laughs> the end, how the end we saw how, like, Luke can use the force in different ways and channel his energy being remote. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that was you know, that was, cra- that was crazy. You know, what I, what else I like, the fact is that, um, you know, when we look at, um, I'm just trying to think. It was it was something else I liked in that movie. It was in in the beginning when you have like uh, it's just like the newer characters, man. Like you know, you kind of want to see what they're gonna do. Like my man uh, from No Country for Old Men. I really want to see like 
what his character is going to be involved to because it's like he's just really just trying to barter any deal he can get. So I bet you that his character's not over yet because he's going to do something to like double, triple cross them, you know? So I think those are the things that I liked about it. Um, from the, from the Jedi standpoint and just from being a purist and like, just from like the lightsaber scene, it was just, you know, it was like, okay, whatever. It was almost like, it was quick beat. <laughs> it was quick beat, you know, it was just like, <laughs> oh, we're going to have this, we're going to have this. And then you get there, you're like, oh, crap. Like That's a great, that's a great analogy. I mean, but, you know, yeah. honestly, if you ask me from one to ten what I gave the movie, personally, I gave the movie, oh, I mean, this is going to seem like an oxymoron. I gave it a week eight. And when I mean a week eight, I mean, like, that two, those two that were negative could really hurt it because, for me as a movie, it was a great movie. For me as a right, purist, right. like for me as a there purist, those two points is gonna really hurt it because again, people been telling us what you can hold this up to Return of the Jedi, Empire Strikes Back, and I gotta tell you yeah, guys, which is Return we gotta, we gotta Jedi, question those, we gotta question some of those reviews though. Like some of yeah. that stuff is gazy, that's who gazy. Some of them reviews be rhetoric. Yeah, but like yeah, but like you hold it up, Return of the Jedi, and like and like. You know, Empire Strikes Back to me and the whole franchise, those two movies are still the best. Yeah, and everybody still has their you know, their favorites. But if you you know, somebody came to my house for Christmas and said, Yo, we bought you all movies, I wouldn't turn them down. Like I I will watch all of them in a row. So that's where that's why yeah. I'm with it. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of those it's one of those interesting movies, man, where uh I haven't seen a Star Wars movie like this where it's it's been so split down the middle where people they like it but but it's like a very flawed movie if that makes any sense yeah. like to anybody. So the one I mean I think the one standout that you know after watching this and you leave the theater you're like we didn't see one lightsaber scene like as far as like a fight you know I think this is the, this is the first of any of the Star Wars movies right. You know, how do you have a Star I'm Wars thinking, movie and it's based on lightsabers? Like, how does that happen? Right. I don't understand. I mean, that's what like, the movie's based why. upon. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 you know, really, the final, the climax of the movie, right? Like, even if you think about it, you th- you know, Luke, his projection crawled around or whatever and, uh, you know, got away from Kylo and, and then, you know, he found out he, you know, he was... um. You know, he did the whole thing of, you know, strike me down and, I, and I'll, I'll be with you forever and all this stuff. And But we never got, like, a definitive climactic end battle scene, you know, as far as, like, you know, what we normally see. So, you know, that's, that's the other thing that I was like, okay. But I'm just very curious as to how they're – all right, like, J.J. Abrams did Force Awakens, right? And Ryan Johnson did this one, and apparently he was going to be given a trilogy. Let's see if Disney thinks otherwise now, considering, you know, the the feedback is kind of in. Because on Rotten Tomatoes, the critic rating is high, but the the viewer rating is really low. Here's a – you guys are going to laugh at this. Lower than Justice League. Wow. So I have a question with I have a question. Critics, critics, the sorry. critics are like the critics are like judges in boxing. Like it's like it's the people that judge Canelo in the Triple G fight. Right, like those, right. Those are the critics. I mean, that's what it's equivalent to. Like, don't do 
Disney, man, people, I don't think people understand how powerful of a, we know, and Roberto knows because he lives in the state of Florida. Disney is like the most powerful entity in America. Like, yeah. it's, they own everything. Like, they, <laughs> people like Walmart. they own ESPN. <laughs> they own, they're, they, that place yeah. that started with that man and that mouse has evolved in something astronomical. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I, I was just looking around in a fair. I'm like, this. I feel like I'm in a theme park. You know, just like the... The crowd, and, I, and I'm listening to, I don't know if you go, I always listen to people, when it, and these people weren't Star Wars fans, they were just, I don't see, this is, it was almost like seeing a Marvel, or any like those, those uh, like, uh, like San Andreas, the Edge of Tomorrow, the National right. Disaster type movie. It was like, it, like entertainment value, really, for a lot of these people. And Disney know that, <laughs> they're not stupid, like that's why they are who they are. They don't care what the critics say, they're looking at it like, well, that's cool that you guys don't like it, but we're not really making this for you no more. Enjoy your what Jay said. You want people want to hear my old stuff, buy my old album. You know what I mean? Like that's kind of where I think they're at with this franchise. And right. we just gotta hope. Because I'm gonna be honest, like I got low expectations about episode nine because there's so much that they gotta tell in one movie. I'm, I'm just I'm, I'm not gonna get my hopes up high and hoping that something turns yeah. off time out for the better. <laughs> I so think the thing be done in one movie. Right. I think the thing with Force Awakens, though, that kind of irked me with this movie is it, the movie left you uh, with a lot of questions to be answered as what you would think uh, in this look, movie. Speak, speak, speaking of questions, Roberto, I'm sorry. I have to ask you this real fast. And I need both of you to ask this, especially, I'm sure you probably had to answer, Roberto. So can someone tell me, is Luke still living or no? He's dead. I think he's dead, but he'll be around. That's my he's going to be a force ghost. He's going to be a force ghost. How about to say? He's going to be a force ghost. He's, he'll be around. Because the so whole thing, the, the whole thing, though, it was like kind of how, in a way, like how Yoda died. How exactly? Yeah, but Yoda died because he was like he was he was old, but he years old. Be, right, but but, but they that's still have a force like ghost they did something in this movie like we've never ventured into. I was going to as far as it like, up for Luke. Right. They opened up the floodgates to like, you know, did he just ex- like expend himself to the force? And then in him doing that, he just gave himself up. Like that was just his way to go. I mean, that that's, it's kind of like they, they left you to think like, that's just what happened. It, and when he sat, and he's looking at the two sons. It's like it's it's a, it's like a metaphor of you know his beginning and his end. And that's how I knew when he. I, I'm like, yo, he's gonna. I didn't think he's gonna disappear, but I'm like, he's gonna die because that's that's what he had to do. Like that that was just all right. He all had right, to hold, do hold that. Hold on, the part when it comes up, man. My wife, like, what is this? Like, what man grabbing grabbing girls like like tatas, man, and and. And the animals tied to getting some of the drink. We got green milk, man, from like the Grinch food, Christmas. <laughs> yeah, he's, there, man, he's, lonely, backpack, he's, man. he's lonely. He's lonely. He out there frisking <laughs> simple sweet creatures, man. They out there waiting for it. Oh, hey, Master Goose, what's up? Yo, yo, but yo, but that, but uh, uh, that, that, that thing with those people with those the the what was it the the, the caretakers? <laughs> they were getting beat yeah, over the head. 
That's what I'm talking about, man. They try to make this, man. This is crazy, man. It's like somebody they has to get graphic, man. They turn it into meatballs. <laughs> they turn it into meatballs. Porky. They turn it into porky, porky. man. <laughs> Yo, yo, you know they filmed that movie down here, right? Oh, for real? Miami Beach High, yeah, man. Oh, Miami Beach High, oh, goodness gracious, man. So it was funny. We we grown up, my, my dad was like, all right, good night, kids, good night. Yo, hurry up, Porky's about to go on. Yo, it'll be on Cinemax, like, late at night. Cin- yo, late back, yeah, it's crazy, man. But I didn't like that part. It was like, okay, why is this even in here? They were doing it too much. Like, they were doing it one time, like, like okay, haha. And then it was like a reoccurring thing. Like, it's like, all right, is this like a joke movie? Is this like, like, is this Dumb and Dumber? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just crazy, man. It's, it's crazy. But, yeah, I just said, I was like, what is this going on, man? What, what is this? Yeah, man. But I'm but glad I mean, you told I think me that about Luke. I'm glad you told me that about Luke because that's what I assumed. I was just like, okay, like, maybe he just gave himself up like that, man. Because usually when we see Jedis die, with the exception of Yoda, they usually die like a violent death, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, I you think they probably all... didn't want to do him like that, you know, like because Luke's been. <clears throat> I mean, he really. You think about it. I mean, he's really been the the. And this is why this movie's kind of crazy because. If you really think about it, man. Luke Skywalker has been really, for the most part, like the epicenter of the series. I mean, granted, it started with Anakin. But from episode four on to now, it's really been Luke. I mean, it's all been Luke. So now right. with one episode left, that's what I'm saying with J.J. Abrams. He Apparently, he already he sent in a pitch to Disney as far as, like, this is what we're going to roll with. But so do you he think, never do come you up think, with an amazing story. do you think this episode coming out? In 19, 2019. But when remember they doing a stand? Remember they doing a Han Solo standalone movie next year? Exactly. That's next year. Yeah, that's well, next year. Well, one good thing that's, about that's, that they can't mess that up because there's nothing to reference from. Like far as right. it's never been done before. So they and got Boba Fett coming out. I think two years. Yeah, they, they haven't decided that. I mean, yeah, I think the immediate is like yeah, the immediate is is Han Solo. Like I think. I mean, there's so many things they can do, man. I mean, I think it's they don't reboot really it again anyway. Like twenty years from now, they're gonna reboot the reboot, re- reboot the whole series again. Yeah, right. Imagine. <laughs> That's what's funny about all this because this they fumbled the rock. Like they had a chance to really do something great here, and like you said, it's not bad. It's just it could it could have been like a thousand times so so much better. But they they went the route. What 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 made the Dark Knight what it was? It was dark. And it changed the uh-huh. landscape of comic movies because we never saw uh-huh. nothing like that before. And I remember watching The Dark Knight. I'm like, this is different. Like, well, really, it started with Batman Begins. Like, it, it was all it was like a real movie. Like, the, not to say that those other ones wasn't real movies, but it had like a real compelling <coughs> story to it, like a like a real movie. It was, and then the camera, the lenses that Nolan uses. Because I love his, his lens, his lenses, because you know his stuff is like real dark and grimy looking, and you know, the Dark Knight, you know, it changed. Like, it made the comics step their game up. Like, okay, we can kill people now. It's okay. We can, we're allowed to kill people. You know what I mean? And this Star Wars, this whole thing, again, I just think that it's it's, it's a safety, you know, uh, politically correct, all that wrapped into one type of movie. And it, it takes away from a, what could have been a really, really good story. Like like you said, Rada Dow on the third earlier. 
There is no cliffhanger. There's nothing to be like, oh, I can't wait until next two years. I didn't walk out of that theater like that. You know, we walked out of there angry. Right. You know what I mean? Like, like, I walked, yeah, I got up and just walked. I wasn't like. Yeah, like. Especially how it ended. It's like, okay, you know, because you know, everybody's kind of questioning, oh, who's the kid? And, it, and I was trying to explain to people, I'm like, I think what they're trying to kind of set a tone for is that there's no Luke, there's no Leia, there's no Han Solo, Chewie's chilling, you know, R2 and, and, and 3PO are there, but they're trying to go in a direction. And the fact that, like, you know, the the whole idea is Ray, I think, in Episode Nine is about Ray, I guess, reestablishing the Jedi Order maybe, but, like, I'm still somebody that thinks, She's gonna end up being like the quote unquote the the the, the prophecy to, to bring balance to the force because this is what it's all about like up to this point at the very end of the day, but I think they were just kind of insinuating like, hey you know there's force users everywhere and like the the Jedi will be back you know or a new order will come about but the thing is most people won't pick up on that because they're just like okay is this kid gonna be in the new movie or. Like, most people, they're not going to look at it like that. So, um, like I said, J.J. Abrams is doing the next one. He has, uh, if he thought he had pressure doing the first Star Wars in 30 years, <laughs> I think this is even way beyond that. Uh, here's, the question of the, here's the question of the day for you guys. If, and I thought about this. This is what happens when you watch Star Wars too much. If Leia had the Force, and she basically just like did her Olympic landing from out space. You know, no, just, no, right. All right. So and she was like floating, okay? That was the corniest no, thing no, ever, no, by the way. No, let me finish telling you. Let me finish telling you. Hear, hear me out. Then I'm telling you, Mace would still be alive. They've hinted in, in the canon comics, like, or I guess like what's canon now in the Disney world that I could be wrong, but I think they said he's still alive. Yeah, because if he just fell out the window, and I just saw, I just thought about this, and Leia was doing that, like, whole, like, you know, Gabby Douglas-type stuff that she was doing, like, then Mace Windu got to be alive. Because that, him just getting thrown out the window and shot, like, he's still alive. Yo, imagine he shows up at the end of the movie. <laughs> yo, it, are you guys? He saves the day, yo. It, it's Samuel Jackson. True I hope y'all die, and I hope I y'all, y'all die. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen that I think movie? That would, I think that would redeem episode eight. <laughs> yo, man. <laughs> yo, man. But, yo, uh, how about how about my man? How about my man with? After Kylo Ren choked Boy, the commander, he was like, he was like on Kylo Ren Jock, like, yo, hurry up and do this. He was the like, Kylo Ren was like, yo, that dude's bad corny. <laughs> he choked the, the Ron Howard out of dude. <laughs> yo, man. Hux, yeah, Hux, yeah. That, that that dude is mad corny, man. Like he he's like he's like that dude in your office. Like you just like you you, you can't stand. But in any case, man. But well, I, I mean, yeah. I mean, have, I have a question to ask y'all about uh, per uh, speak. Okay, this is kind of important. Captain Phasma, right? Oh, they entered. 
they show her in the fourth of the week, and we're like, all right, cool, but they're going to get into more of her character in the next one. You know, this is a cool costume. And this is different, a lady on a ship in this cool, this cool costume. And you guys don't watch Game of Thrones. Like, this, per, this the, the, the person that does her voice, I don't know if she's underneath the costume or not, but she's a really big character on Game of Thrones. It would be the equivalent like Maggie was on here from The Walking Dead. Now, the first thing you're going to say is, like, okay, they're bringing somebody that big of a character on here. They're going to give her some sort of role or some sort of layer. Once again, somebody just just gets blown away, no explanation. Yeah. <laughs> Who is she? Like, can we get a cool fight scene from her? Like, it was just like, like who's she, blessed? For, I, I don't know. know. Like, think about it. They're like, who's blessed? They don't give anybody. Touch a <laughs> 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 when, gen- what, what, like, listen, I don't know about this, this generation with these, like, mean, these Migos and all this stuff, but, like, my Jedi is growing up. They didn't touch hands and talk to each other and right. build fires. Right. You know, the hunger games. Like fires. Fires. <laughs> fires. Fires. Now, let me fires ask you this. Do you, do your <laughs> wife, she don't follow Star Wars, right? No, nah, my wife, matter of fact, my wife's sitting here, she just annoys Star Wars. She think, she but, thinks, but did she enjoy the movie, though? I mean, she enjoyed the movie because it's a movie, but she's not really like, okay. No, no, like, I'm, I, only, only I'm asking because I'm making a point here. Like, you took her to see Empire Strikes Back. She'd be like, what the hell is this? But if you took her to see this movie, because it's more commonly done, she'd be like, okay, that, it wasn't bad. It was enjoyable. Uh-huh. Like, she wouldn't find Empire Strikes Back enjoyable at all. And you would have to a be lot of enjoy that. Yeah, a lot of them Even like, even like Return of the Jedi. Like, how many times have you watched Return of the Jedi in Parsons? I watched it a bazillion times. A bazillion times, man. And yeah, and, I mean and that resonated. Just, see, the thing was that re- that movie resonated more with me because I saw it. In, that was the only one, the first one I saw in the theaters. Empire Strikes Back. I didn't get into more until I got a little like when I got to be like seven, eight years old. I was like, oh, let me see that one. Because that was always, I don't know why, but they always showed Return of the Jedi on TV. Like, Empire Strikes Back, like, for me, that never came on. Yeah, they never, never and showed like, it. And you, know what's, and you know what's crazy? It's similar to your point, Roberto. What's so interesting is George Lucas got a little bit of prints in him, man, because if you try to even try to look at him on demand, he's like, nope, y'all got to pay for it. And y'all not only got to pay for it, y'all got to buy it. Like, yeah. I remember when we, I remember because you know there's some movies like well when, when I had we had Comcast before Streamsmart but but uh you <laughs> know, when, when when you had there were movies where you can actually buy on, on demand you I mean there were old movies if you kind of like you know searched on the um in the library in the catalog it would come up just like the staple movies and one of them was Star Wars but what's so crazy is when you look under Star Wars. It came up, but it came up as an option to buy the whole thing. It never came up as an option to kind of rent. And it's funny, I was like, dang, man, let me find out George Lucas is just like Prince, man. He wants you, like, not even to look at it. You know, you barely see it. You barely see some of these movies on Thanksgiving sometimes, or like you said, Roberto, on TV. You know, it's just more of the other ones. But I'm going to tell you this, though, to, to, to Train's point, when we watched it, uh, Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, there were so many things we needed to know that for about from 1983 to 1999, 
everybody still wanted to know more about Darth Vader. And they came out with, you know, that, that, that yearning was there that, you know, years later they came out with a franchise telling us who Anakin was and developed his character. So, you know, that whole, that trilogy right there with, you know, 1977, 1980, and then 1983, Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, left a lasting impression and, and resonated with a lot of people that they came out with three more movies about Anakin. So I don't think you're going to get this here, man, to be honest. You know what else was cool about that real quick? I know we got to move on. When you when those old stars, like when Return of the, I mean, uh, Empire Strikes Back went off, it was nothing was concluded. Like the good, mm-hmm. it wasn't a happy ending. I, I felt well, I was angry. I'm like, dang, they didn't get him. You know what I mean? Like with these ones, everything kind of get wrapped. Even though they didn't get Kylo Ren, but it was like everything falls in a. It was like a perfect ending almost, other than Kylo Ren not dying. But he didn't do another right. evil stuff. For you to feel like, man, I want I want his head on a stick in episode nine. Like it just ended. Like like Roberto said, you walked out of the theater. It was like, all right, like that's checked off my list. I've I've, I've seen it, and you know, on to the next. You know what I mean? Pretty much. Yeah, I mean, I guess we're gonna we're gonna have to well, wait until 2019. <laughs> I'm just glad that the fans, there's a there's a platform now for fans to voice their opinion. And fans not always right because sometimes people pile up on stuff. But this is one time that I thought the fans was like gave a, a realistic perspective about a movie yeah. versus the critics because we don't know who these critics are and who payroll they're on. Like, so it was just like they, it was almost like like Riley Dodd said it was kind of laughable that y'all comparing this to. Two great movies, you know what I mean? Like I'm like, oh really? It's gonna be that good? Uh, can't wait to see this. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, we'll we'll see, man. I mean, I guess I mean for for me, it's it's kind of I don't know. Like I'm not. I, I mean, I know the movie's coming out in 2019, and granted, when the trailer comes out and you know we're all gonna get hyped, and you know we we'll see what where it goes from there. But you know, we'll, I don't know. We'll see, man. We'll we'll, we'll see. Uh, where they go, but um, you know, obviously, before we wrap up, uh, it is uh, <laughs> 2017 wrapping up, man, and it, it's it's been a hell of a year, man. I mean, I gotta say, you know, it's when I was starting to show up, man, we have always just been very adamant about making the best fights you can possible, right? And the 2017, man, I mean, when I go up and down the list. Uh, right. I mean, right from the beginning, uh, the Gale Badu Jack, we got that. We got Keith Thurman, uh, and Danny Garcia. We got Ward Kovalev too. We got Canelo Triple G. You know, we're coming off of um, what was what was one of the big fights in November? I mean, well, it, it, um, amid, you know, amongst all that, we got uh, Errol Spence, Kel Brook. We saw uh, Terrence Crawford fully unify 140 pounds. We saw the the invasion of the of the Charlo brothers. Um, I mean, a lot of stuff was a lot of stuff happened this year, man. And I think just matchup wise, and I know I haven't even mentioned some of the fights, but this has been, I mean, arguably the best year from 2010 till now. 
as far as just consistent matchups that we got to see, uh, you know, in in this uh, in this in this time frame. I mean, who uh, like what's what's a fight that kind of stood out to you? I mean, obviously besides uh, you know the, the you know Canelo Triple G that you know was the top one of the year. I mean, there's there's you know there's a couple of them, man. I mean, like you said, you know this. And I think Train said it too. Like this can compare to like what was that bomb year? Two thousand eight, two thousand ten. Like you know, in terms of fights, but you know, I don't think anyone stood out like in terms of like because you had events, you know. And I think right. Triple G and Canelo was an event. You know, I mean, obviously, I don't consider that Floyd Force an event, but you know, then you had. You know, then you had names. You had like your fight night fight, which was like Regendale and 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 Romo. That's, well, yeah, that was the yeah. fight night. Yeah, that was the fight night fight. But <laughs> then you had then you had like uh, you know you had your shocks with the Lubins, you know, getting getting destroyed. Um, I mean, right. to me, to me, you know, then you had your Klitschko, you know, the passing of the torch with the right. Klitschko fight. So, like, really nothing really stood out to me. I think this year for me was just good because, like you said, it was just activity. You know, it was it was just high level of activity. You know, I think the fight that stood out to me man, was that Chocolito fight, to be honest, man. You know, albeit wow. it was a knockout. But, like, to me, when I look at the pound-for-pound pound list, I still look at that – I still look at – um. And I can't pronounce my, my man's name. Um, who, who, uh, I think Rod, you know, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. But it's just so crazy to me that that how it happened that way because the first fight it was just like wow man like I can't believe it. Then the second fight it was like oh my goodness man are you serious? So like yeah. I think that really stood out to me. You know, other than the fact that we had high level of engagement the whole entire year. Uh, when it came to the fight, you know, everybody was just, like, competing at a high level, uh, regardless of the outcome. I still can't believe the Chocolito fight, man. I think that that really stands out to me more than anything. And I, re- and I recall that was happening during um, the hurricane here, and it was, it was, like, the last night before we started getting hit with the winds, and I was like, all right, well, you know, I'll be able to watch the fight. I still have power, and I was uh, – and then – that happened. I was like, whoa. And, and I think it kind of solidified, you know, what, what maybe we saw in the first fight and, you know, we weren't giving the nod to Street. I mean, I don't, I'm don't. i sorry for not pronouncing his name properly, properly but uh, it, it, it's, it's for, you know, for Chocolatito now, man, like, he, you know, he's not retiring. He's still going to fight. So, you know, I guess we'll see what happens there. But, uh, you know, one of the storylines, man, of this year, man, and I know you were affected by it and myself too, um, the the retirements that we had this yeah. year, man, I mean, down the line, man, I mean, look, we, I mean, let's just start. We got uh, Tim Bradley. Uh, we had Vladimir Klitschko. We had um, your man that came out of nowhere. Andre Ward, that kind of just hit us out of nowhere. And then, you know, the, one of the storylines of, you know, starting from the summertime, when Miguel Cotto was like, you know, did, he was had two fights left and that was it. And, you know, we, we got to see that. Well, past, uh, did you see that? 
Well, Marquez, I was, he was the next one I was about to say. Uh, a, a Mexican legend, uh, boxing legend in general. Um, all these guys, man. And, and look, we're not even talking about Floyd and Pacquiao because we're still kind of on the boat like <laughs> we don't know yet, man. Like, lately that two-year window open. I mean, particularly Pacquiao, who seems like he may fight again. But regardless of that, good. No, I was going to say another name, Bernard Hopkins. I mean, he, he, he no, yeah. called it quickly and stuff. Yeah. You know what stood out to me, I think, and I, another thing that stood out to me was two things. Like, that fight stood out to me. Like, I was shocked. Like, I think I still look at it when you talk about, like, you know, A, that stood out to me. But when you think about, like, the war fight didn't really, like, I think the war fight was significant because, to me, I think he just cemented his legacy, um, in my opinion. But when you talk about significance, that that Terrence Crawford fight was very significant to me as well. And the only reason Which why one? was be, because he unified all the belts. He was the first champion to oh, have okay. all the belts in any division since Jermaine Taylor. And that was and that was like two thousand and six. And on top of that, he was the first unified champion in that division since Costa Zoo. So yeah. To me, that was it, man. And, and obviously what made me happy, and I was just going to say it, was March 3rd of this year. Now, if anybody can look that up, what was it? March 3rd or March 10th? I don't know. But if anybody March, can look that uh, up. That was, it was, yeah, March 3rd. <laughs> yeah, that made me happy. <laughs> or March 4th. It was March 4th. Yeah, that made me happy. <laughs> <laughs> So we're speaking codes. <laughs> but that'd be yeah, the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, we had, I mean, look, we we had um, an event. I mean, it, it was a really eventful year, man. I mean, even for, for what segues into next year, man, I mean, we're already thinking of, of uh, matchups that are, like, on the horizon. I mean, even just for starters, I mean, we're getting, you know, word, uh, you know, Mikey Garcia is now moving up to 140. To fight this guy, uh, Sergey Lipinitz, for the IBF title. He's saying that he's keeping his 135 title, so I don't know if he can hold consecutive belts. It wouldn't be the first time, you know, Henry Armstrong, but in this modern era, as far as defending, uh, you know, Floyd had a 147 belt and won a 154 belt, but then relinquished it. Um, but to, to fight and defend it consecutively, I don't think we've seen that in a. Really, really long time. Can Mikey do it? I don't know. But into next year, man, I mean, I think while we, you know, while Canelo Triple G2 is a fight I think we know is going to happen, I think the big fight that we think may materialize in the fall is a heavyweight clash between Deontay Wilder and Anthony Joshua. Now, we're getting word that in March already, you know, March 3rd, which seems to be, you know, a big date, both HBO and Showtime, uh, they're going to try to do this Wilder Ortiz too, or Wilder Ortiz fight. And for Ortiz, he better get everything checked and situated because he, he's lucky he's getting a second shot, you know, I mean, oh. considering the fact. So, you know, I'll be, I mean, regardless of that, you know, we'll be obviously, you know, we, we'll be looking at that. Errol Why do people think he can give a second shot? 
who why because I think his I don't know if his his B sample came up neg or positive or something like that. To me, it seems as if whatever happened with Ortiz and the blood pressure medication, if that was like legit, it might be the case because I find it interesting that the WBC would just like go ahead and just again. I mean, then again, I mean, who knows? But even for Wilder, like, I don't know if he'd be so gung-ho to fight him if he thought, like, he was really on some stuff. Or maybe, like, he uh-huh. does have blood pressure medication, and it's like, you know what, maybe I, I got this guy at, like, a good, you know, 37, 38 years old. So maybe that's his mentality, man. You know, I don't know. Regardless of it, I think all of us want to see it because for both of them, I mean, we, we, we question Wilder, Ortiz, it's like with us, we, we know he's good, but again, we question him. So when, we, when, you, when you get fights like that, I mean, that, those are the fights you want to see. So I just hope we don't run into any effery leading up to it as far as drug testing and stuff like that. Because if he, if, you know, shots Ortiz and everything, but if he messes up this time, man, then you know what, like, I don't think that, that would be like strike three at this point. So. We'll uh we'll see, but beyond that, man, I mean, the 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 spring hasn't been filled up, but I mean, I think with 2017, with the the year that they set, man, I mean, I think it's only right that they gotta they gotta like set the bar higher for the following year, man. And you know, we're you know we're gonna see more fights on ESPN. We're gonna see fights. Uh, you know, obviously Showtime did a you know they did an awesome job this year too. HBO, on the other hand, they got to step it up this year. Um, the fact that top rank is now with ESPN, which was like kind of a big chunk of HBO's fights. I mean, they still have Golden Boy, but I mean, when you really look at the, you know their roster, so you know we're still playing that game. But I mean, at the very least, man, I mean, I think the idea is to just make the best matchups possible because. That's how I mean. That's really how you're gonna get you're gonna get people to tune in and to buy tickets. But yeah, man. I mean, I don't know. Like, did you did you want to wrap up with anything before you know we kind of wrap it up for the year? No, I mean, I mean, are we gonna like? I'm sure we're gonna probably come up with a pound for pound. You know, like we we did. Yeah, yeah. And you know, also put out fight of the year, round of the year, like on our sites and on Facebook. So you know. It's good, and like you said, we're looking forward to a great 2018. I'm sure there's going to be some things that we need to know. You know, one thing that I'm hoping, which will be a great Christmas gift and a great New Year's gift, no more Floyd Pacquiao this year, please. Yes, please. I, I think it's time. Yeah, it, it is. Like it's the way you just said it. Time. Yeah, it's you know what it is. It's it's like Fast and Furious. Like, all right, how many more you got? How many more? <laughs> Like, you know what I mean? Like, all right, okay, uh, we got another one coming out. Okay, got it. Uh, another one. Just like, all right, man. In space. <laughs> yeah, in space. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Good gracious, man. You're crazy, man. That was a good one. <laughs> that one caught me off guard. That was good. Now you're going to have me, you're going to have that image in my head. Fast furious. Good gracious. Tyrese. Tyrese is a whip. 
Where do you where, where do you want from me? I'm running from you guys from Jupiter to Mars. <laughs> You're funny, man. You're, that was hilarious. That was hilarious. You gonna have me, yo. This is why we gotta the page of this is why you get your uh you your uh, Photoshop <laughs> Yo, you got you got a Photoshop man, when they running from planet to planet. That would be hilarious. <laughs> No one would get this stuff unless they listen to the show. They're like, oh my goodness, you guys are clowns. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, man, so, um, yeah, man, we, we, we've we had an awesome year, man. We were, like I said, like between, you know, the boxing in, in itself, you know, the entire crew, you know, we, we say thanks to all the listeners. Follow us again, you know, on the gram at Gardner Boxing, at Facebook, facebook.com slash GYG Boxing, you know, the iTunes, search GYGB, SoundCloud slash GYGB. So we'll be back next year, man. We're going to, you know, take a little holiday break. Um, you know, we send a shout out to all you guys, man. Have a safe, happy holiday, a happy new year. And we'll be back, man, you know, obviously being the forebears of this sport we love called boxing. And, you know, into next year we're going to be touching on the other topics, but you know where to come for that boxing talk, man. So we'll be back next year, early January. I'm Roberto Flack signing off. Peace.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.